You know that disappointing moment when you go to get, oh, look, I've got cookies, and then you realise you ate all the cookies already, and the bag is just there. So you just have an empty bag? I just have an empty bag that I thought was full of cookies and was not, and I'm very sad. I've got a box of um, digestive thins. Those things are crack. They're ridiculous. Crack cocaine or the thins. Have you tried the Oreo thins yet? No, I've not tried the Oreo thins. Those things are dangerous. Those things... (laughs) Those things basically evaporate as they sit, they sit they sit perfectly at your desk as well, which is the worst right. thing. Yep. Yeah. It is the 18th of September 2018 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name is Callum. And I'm going to do a warning at the top of the podcast, just for people, just in case this is a thing. There is yeah. going to be Destiny conversation in this podcast uh, and uh, I put it to you as as my co Can I not be in this podcast? No, that... because there's only two of us and that would be a, that would be a podcast that would be a monologue at that point. So I'm but it's you... basically going to be a monologue anyway. But I'm going to give you the option, we can do it now or we can do it later. <laughs> Oh, let's just get it out of the way. Are we yeah. going to just get it out? Okay. Yeah. Let's get it out of the way now. I don't, I don't want to listen to it too much, so let's just deal with it. Please, please ask questions about things you think sound ridiculous, but... Okay. <laughs> so I have put a shit ton of time into Destiny over the past two weeks. Um, no shit. Yeah. And it has been a really interesting way of doing it as well, because when this two weeks started, I had not done any of the expansions at all. Yeah. Um, so I've basically done both expansions and as of an hour and a half ago have finished the main campaign of Forsaken as well. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to see the evolution of how that game's gone because Forsaken is for sure the... So Forsaken's like the new big like year two expansion, same way as the Tekken yeah. King was for the first game. Um, it's definitely the best chunk of story, like campaign stuff they've done, like hands down. For the, for the second game. Probably including the first game, actually, now that I think about it. Um, and I can, t- I can say that pretty definitively because I played through the last two expansions recently and I could not tell you what happened. Like, <laughs> That's good. For, for, for Osiris, the first one, like, it was sent... Like, the story part of that was relatively simple. There's a guardian lost in the, the infinite garden. Go get him. That's the yeah. story. But then Warmind kicked in and I was like... I don't. So Warmind follows like um, one of one of the guardians who's no longer part of the tower going in because she was involved in the development of Rasputin back in the day. And Rasputin's the the big AI the machine. Big Warmind, yeah. Um, and she's trying to get Warmind up and uh, get trying to get Rasputin back on their side again to help fight off all the things that are happening. And a bunch of shit happens in that. DLC, and I have no idea why I was doing it. Like, mm. absolutely zero idea why well, that's I was good. doing it. Except for the end, which is like, oh, okay, you're here, and you flick the switch to switch him back on, and he does a little monologue, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, sure, fine. But, um, yeah, Forsaken's a much more, like, interesting story. Well, Actual it's much story more straightforward story, like... So do you have to play through the other two expansions using mechanics from Forsaken? 
Because they like changed up how weapons work and yeah, stuff like so, that, right? Yeah. So even if you don't have the expansions, like all the weapon changes take take right. into account all of the kind of material changes and stuff and the the new infusion mechanics and all that kind of stuff, they all are now just the way for Destiny Two is. Like you could get that game on now with zero else and that's the way it is. Um so so yeah, so Forsaken, like this is not a spoiler because this is all part of the, the marketing for that thing. But basically yeah. the game opens with you and Cade Six dealing with a prison break on the prison of elders, which people from the, who played the first game will know. Um, really, really cool opening story of just like you and Cade going on cool adventures and then Cade dies and is shot in the chest um, and the whole kind of storyline is you avenging him and getting the guy who getting the guy who did it um, and who that is and why they're doing it is actually kind of interesting. It's, um, the, it's some of the fallen, right? Is that not it's the, the Awoken? So it's the, the Awoken, the, that's the one. The queen that you killed in, or the queen that you took down in the reef in the first game. Her yeah. brother is basically the guy in ah. charge of all of this, and he so he, he doesn't like the fact he killed his sister. No, and also way. he keeps seeing visions of his sister, like who's not actually there because she's definitely mm. gone, and it's mm. it's kind of cool. And also he's now taken. He's now corrupted a bunch of uh, fallen who are now a new kind of race of enemies called the Scorn. Who are um, who are, are they? Much like other Destiny things, is that they're a recolor with slightly different abilities. So they're not recolors of fallen, but like all of their archetypes are basically things from other races. Mm. So like there are scarabs, but the scarabs are basically just the cursed fallen that move thick, move faster. There's ravagers who run at you and have like big melee attacks, but they are just the same as the um some of the the cabal stuff like it's right they, sure. they, they they move differently and have different um a couple of different moves to them but they are like they're not the huge departure from the that you kind of wanted um there's also like i don't understand them so in this world right <laughs> This is my, my one. God. This is my my problem. You've had, to, you've had to like stop midway through like three sentences already. Okay. To clarify. So, stuff. so to start this, right? Okay. Guardians in this world, yeah, they have they can they have a canonical reason why they can die and respawn, right? And that's because yeah, their they are, ghosts bring them back. Or their ghosts are attached to the light of the traveler, and they can bring yeah. them back after a certain yeah. amount of time. So I was interested to see how they're going to kill Cade, right? Mm. And apparently, you can just shoot the ghost and it just explodes. Oh, that's easy. And then once the ghost's gone, then you just basically shoot him in the chest and he's just human at that, or exo at that and point. He's dead, yeah. And I was like, that's... Why? And it, when you die in the game, uh, when you're actually playing, like your ghost just kind of expands and shows the light and it starts to bring you back. Why did they yeah. not just run up and twat the ghost? Like... Why is this a thing? Oh, like that... while you're, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm out of action. It... But anyway, that... is this not what the is this not what the pretentious people call ludo narrative dissonance? Is I think that it is. The... I think it kind yeah. of is, and especially because they took the ghost out with one shot, like a good shot. It's actually just like bang, bang, you're dead. They that... send out the whole. So the the I'll get to that in a minute. But yes, like they basically take him out, and I will say that opening mission with some of the pre-rendered cutscenes is really, really good. Like even if you don't give a shit about Destiny. Um, you should watch that cutscene with the last moments of Cade. Like he just like goes full on gunslinger for like three minutes. It's awesome. It's really oh, really is that the cutscene that's in the vault of glass where like everybody's like escaping and he's doing the 
cool like gunslinging stuff and like it's throwing it, his knife and yeah it's in the prison of elders and it's prison of elders sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever um but yeah it's okay, really... x of y it's destiny whatever sure. it is yeah um but yeah so that's a really cool cutscene. and also there's a great moment where you're like hey we need to we need to do this thing and we need to take out the like in the base level or base level of the prison something's happening and you just hear this explosion from up above and the whole center of the prison just drops down and cage just riding it like a bronco it's that's kind of cool like there's okay, some really cool yeah. moments in this thing um so yeah, so then then the rest of the story happens where you're basically trying to to avenge uh, Cade, and it's a story that you can follow, and it is very per- and actually they get into a lot of the characters that you've kind of if you if you played everything you can, you know all the characters, but they really get into some conflict between some of the characters that are there, and mm. they introduce some new people that are really cool, and yeah, and the final boss fight actually is kind of a what the fuck moment in a really good way where you're just like it's just like utter panic for like five minutes it's great it's really really yeah. well done um and then so then once you actually wrap up the story it supposedly opens another area that's like super high level so like mm. the, the kind of soft cap for light is 500 and all of the car- all of the enemies in this new area are 540 like from the start so there's a whole new area to explore that is for high level people and i've only just figured out how to unlock it just before i came on here um so i need to go see what that is but they've added Mm. a lot of cool stuff and there's a lot there's a lot more stuff to do like they've now like canonicalized that's not a word but that's not a word they have um, brought into canon brought into canon and have kind of um turned into proper mechanic dailies and weeklies now like they show up in the map they tell you exactly what you need to do for your daily they show you exactly what you get thank Um, fuck that's great yeah that which is and it yeah and it's it was a fucking pain in the arse before. That to was... know what was going on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this... I can't remember if I mentioned this briefly on the last episode or not, but their new infusion mechanic is bad, I think, because it breaks what you used to be able to do, where if you had a gun that you liked, you could just, like, for relative... Feed, feed guns into it. Yeah. yeah, and it was relatively cheap once you got to the point where you started wanting to feed guns to other guns, but now it is, yeah. it is much more expensive to do that now, so there is more inclination for you to just toss gun just dust guns constantly until you start to get like all purple. Is it not I was gonna say yeah, did they not do that, but then also they've implemented the what is it, like the unique the unique roles on like um Yeah, so traits on and, guns. Yeah, blues and purples yeah. now have so there's that there's that that is more expensive and you're less likely to get exotics. Is that the yeah, I've had that's true as well. I've not had an exotic from a drop yet. Yeah. But also, I've just had so that a sounds cap. just like a comb- that sounds like a combination of mechanics that just means that they want you to grind more. Which is it, it doesn't feel like they want you to grind. It just feels like you're not going to like you shouldn't be protective of guns until you start to get until you basically complete the story and hit the level cap. Like just dust right. everything, turn everything into mats, and. When, because there's zero point like in use, use, your, use your best thing dust everything else until totally. you find a new best thing and then dust everything yeah, yeah. because everything's going to randomly re-roll any, well a lot of this stuff's going to randomly re-roll anyway so you might yeah. as well just do it uh, like, if you get a perp early like keep it in case you ca- in case it is you, like the stats on it are good that you want to infuse stuff into it to bring it up like mm. if the particular traits are on it but there, there's stuff like there was a there was a assault rifle I got like halfway through the story that was really, really good. And I enjoyed the, the kind of trait combination on it. We basically had this thing called Rampage, which is a new trait, which is like every kill you get 
increases damage and stacks four times. So when you start yeah. fight when you start fighting like Thrall, like you get two of those guys down, you're just mowing through shit. But sure. because it's a blue, it very quickly outlevels itself, and then you're like, well, I can't. I just have to get rid of this now. Like, there's nothing I can do. So I just need to dust that and move on. I mean, that's still a very that's a very MMO style of just totally. like you pick up you pick up your zoning gear, you wear the the greens that don't match, and then you just keep going until you get to like your high level gear, and then you actually start holding on to it. Totally, and, I, and it sounds like all the mechanics are very much more like what you would get from a traditional MMO. I'm just not used yeah. to them because of the way yeah. Destiny Two was at launch. So um, that was it's, yeah. But I'm now like I'm it's now like. All... I'm now just missing fairly a, similar. Yeah, I'm now just missing like a purple heavy, and then I'm all all legendary stuff, and then I'm I can start with actually, no exotics. With, yeah, with, well, no, I do have got one helmet that I need to infuse a little bit more, but like I do have some exotics at least. And is um, it still like you can only infuse things that are higher light, so that it then boosts up to that light level? Yeah, is that the, so you can only yeah. infuse stuff that, but you can. So they've changed it subtly where, so it used to be that you can only infuse same like weapons so if you've got a scout rifle you can only infuse other scout rifles into it they've removed that restriction so that you can you can infuse any of the same kind of class it's all kinetic weapons it's all your first slot ones you can mm. now infuse into any other first slot weapon but the more alike it is to the thing you're infusing the cheaper it is right okay so it makes sure. sense like unless you get the thing you need if you need it but you're you might be depending on your materials you have you might be better off saving that kind of stuff um mm. but um so actually yes speaking of weapons the new one they've added bows and the bows are fucking awesome to the point where they feel kind of broken right now yeah i saw some people using the bows and they did look very one hitty like if you can get if very you can much get... if you nail it then they're just dead yeah so. and especially like um I mean, obviously, like, rate of fire is severely reduced, and they're having a couple of times where I'm, like, like in a in a strike fight, uh, like a boss fight or whatever it is, and I'm doing the math as I'm doing it. I'm like, actually, over time, I'm better switching to, like, my scout rifle or something like that to get mm. more damage in a short amount of time. But for, like, normal dudes, like, you do feel fucking awesome just running through dudes, like, headshotting them constantly. Um there's a weird element of well not weird there's a thing that i've had to get used to which is like there's a sense of timing where like i've only i've only had one bow so far or one yeah one yeah. bow and as you draw the bow like there's a there's like a scale that goes up from like yellow to green and if you get them when they're green it does like double damage but if you get it any mm-hmm. other time in it's like less damage and less range so there's a you have you very quickly have to learn the timing without having to look at the sure, scale. Yeah. And once you nail that, you're like you're just you're soaring through people. But it's basically replaced sniper rifles in my default loadout at this point. Like it's that cool. Um so bows are fun. And then the other big part of it that I'm enjoying is Gambit, which is the new multiplayer mode that's in mm. there. So Gambit is the shortcut to it is like it's that mode from Titanfall where you get money from kills and then you bank them. Yeah. So you kill enemies, they drop moats, you dump moats in your bank. There's a couple... It's of, moats of light, right? Moats of light, yeah. And there's yeah. a couple of extra layers on top of that where if you dump, if you bank 5, 10, or 15 moats at once, then that will drop a powerful enemy on the other team. So basically, both teams are in this are in duplicates of the same map, right? So 
Uh, and if you dump 5, 10 or 15, it'll drop a small, medium or large enemy on their bank and lock it down so they can't dump anything. But you're, are you still on all on the same maps? So you're still like shooting other players? You can't see the other team at all. So what are you fighting? So you're fighting just, just it's like a way, it's like a hard mode, basically. Right. Where okay, there are sure. other creatures there um, that you have to take down and they produce moats. So you can lock down the enemy bank for a while until they take care of these big guys. So yeah. so you have that thing of like, do I dump a bunch of fives? Do I hold out for 15? What? Uh, and if you die, you lose all your moats completely. Mm-hmm. So once you get that, the end game is then first team to dump 75 moats into their bank summons a primeval, which is just like a huge dude. So it was like a, like a mega version. <laughs> it's, a it's like a mega version of one of the, the boss creatures in there. And then it's the first team to kill the primeval wins. So you have to dump 75 moats and kill your final creature, and that's how you win. So it's a MOBA? Kind of, it's got a bit of, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, and then there's a couple of other little things in there where um, every 15 moats or something like that that you dump, it opens up a portal into the other team's map. So you can send one of your guys through to fuck with the other team um, and just get oh, kills, okay. which is sure. fun. And also, if they are fighting a primeval and you send somebody through and you kill players on the other team, the primeval restores health. So it's a good way to delay them while you're dealing with... There's a lot going on on this thing, but mm. it's really fun and it's a really good, like, lot of things happening at once that you have to deal with. And, like, so you get warnings coming in about, like, hey, there's a... There's a your, the invasion's happened, you need to deal with this, like, your primeval's down, or is um, has its shield dropped, now would be a time to do it. There's, it's really cool. I'm really enjoying playing that mode. Sure, yeah. It's, it's great it fun. sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's great fun. And I'm sure... If it, also got... gets, it also gets over the the problem I have with Crucible and the... Well, no, because the problem I have with Crucible is I didn't think Crucible was that fun. Sure. So it's like, this, the shooting's really fun, but I just don't like pvping in that game for some reason so maybe it's better because it's technically pve but yeah it's technically pve but you do every now and then and then if you don't want to interact with other if you don't want to have to fight other players just don't go through the portal like somebody will always yeah, go through that yeah um but yeah so the last thing i'll say is i think this game has broken me on it uh, definitely has but in for a number of reasons but, about? Yeah. but in specifically like i don't know if i can play shooters like this with a mouse and keyboard anymore um, because there was something I needed to do that I needed to get. I need to go into Crucible to do something to get a quest finished, and I tr- I was like, well, I'm on PC. I should probably mouse and keyboard this shit because everyone else will. And I yeah. sucked. I was terrible. And about halfway through the match, I was like, I'm switching back to controller, and I did better with a controller than I did with mouse and keyboard. Well, yeah, they give you aim assist with a controller. Well, not not as much, and also like the control I have is better with a controller. Um for the way I play, where, like, I can track headshots better with a controller because the movement's slower. Um, I mean, you could you could just really lower your um, mouse sensitivity even, or yeah, whatever. And even it. with that, like, it's... I don't know what it was, but I was doing... You better. get yourself a gaming mouse with a DPI switcher. That's what you, all the people yeah, that's do. That's what it is. Like, I need yeah. more LEDs on my thing. Yeah. Like, shit needs to glow blue. I'm, I'm not even kidding. The people that like sniping and, like, FPSs with oh, mouse totally. and keyboard have DPI switchers so that they can swap down and I mean, track I, better. I mean, my mouse does have a DPI switcher, but I set it down to the bottom and I was just like, this is not helping me yeah. at all. Um, to the point where I got really, really worried and I quit. I, I, I 
bombed out of Destiny at one point and booted up Unreal Tournament 2004 just to make sure I wasn't completely useless. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. It's just, this is a very different game. I was getting, yeah, they're, they're very, very different games. Yeah, for sure. In terms of how the shooting works in Unreal yeah. Tournament is way different to oh, yeah. how shooting works in Destiny, an ADS game. Turns out, uh, turns out that game's still fun. Unreal Tournament 2004. Uh, still, yeah. Still pretty it's good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying Forsaken. The um, content schedule that they seem to be laying out seems to be putting stuff in it. Um, they seem to be putting stuff in reasonably regularly. So hopefully yeah. they keep up. But I'm, I'm back in on that game. Um, and also, like the as of time of recording, like the raid went live, and I think the first one was eighteen hours after that. Nineteen hours, yeah. Nineteen hours, first team get through, and also that's unlocked a bunch of stuff for people. So like a new gambit map got unlocked for after the first team got through. And it stuff was like nineteen. That. It was nineteen hours for one fire team, and Bungie are sending them championship belts, like yeah, in wrestling. They got, they got belts. Not, yeah, it's it's kind of insane. Um. So yeah, are you actually going to see the raid this time, or hopefully, I've got, I have. There are rumors of a crew that I would be able to join in with. <sighs> okay, um, I just need to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm up there. So I'm basically just getting my gear together at this point to start doing it. But I, I actually don't know. Raise your eye level. Like I said, I was playing before we started recording, and I didn't see where the raid is in the menu. So. I maybe you check. have to maybe you have to do stuff in that high level zone before maybe, you unlock it. But I couldn't check what the power level, the recommended power level is. So I'm five oh two as of today. What's the what's the highest? What's the cap now? Five forty, I think, is the high level. Oh, like five. No, sorry, then, no, that's a lie. Individual items max out six hundred. Okay. Um, there's that's littered all over a bunch of stuff. Um, so theoretically it's six hundred, but I don't actually know how that stuff. Yeah, but that won't be the that won't be the wreck for the raid though. No, that's... no, no. I think five forty is what I was hearing from places. So I've got a bit to go. But now it's like, but the 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 soft cap on items has started to to hit now. So it's going to take some time to get. Yeah, the last I was going to say levels. they've implemented they've implemented like um, gated item progression, right? Where you can like you only get a light up to a certain point, and then when you're past that point, all the gear that drops is passed up to the next point. Yeah, so you get like so, a gate and then a gate and a gate and a gate. Yeah, so I yeah. got one like in the run up to five hundred. I got one item that was 502 and that was it so now that I've broken 500 finally hopefully stuff starts dropping more but um yeah like five five fifty is apparently the recommended eye level for the raid for the raid interesting um yeah you're not even allowed you're not even allowed to touch the raid until you're 520 but it's recommended that you do it at 550 but they will let you do it at 520 weird yeah okay I suppose. Well, I mean, yeah. that's just for I get. That's just for like um, boosters that want to like eye level six hundred. Want to boost their mates. Sure. Okay, so I need to be five twenty before I can start talking about. Even that. touch it, but you should probably be five. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, like I'm I'm back on the I'm back on the wagon. <laughs> like it's it is a thing that I've been spending all the time with. So and it'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. So they've they've at least mentioned like their schedules where there's like a fall thing, a winter thing spring thing and a summer thing so it's like every few months they're doing a big kind of season uh, thing with a bunch of different activities and and it just means when i go back to when i go back to battle for azeroth i'm gonna spend 40 minutes talking about it on the podcast even if i've not got 40 minutes worth of things to say i'm gonna talk about it like i'm now now cashing in all the dota talk that from when we started doing this you know I don't even remember if I talked about Dota on this podcast. Because I remember okay. smacking my head off the floor multiple times during that those recordings. But it's fine. I'm just this is me cashing it in. 
And that's me done. Like, I'm not going to mention it again until something big happens or until I do sure. a raid. That's about it. Um, so yeah, do, right. Do you want to, do you want to go next to buffer, buffer all the destiny chat? Um, I mean, do you have more things? To I talk do have about? more things to talk about, but you go next. Okay. Um, well, I don't have many things to talk about. Sure. Uh, so I'm still playing Danganronpa 2. Right. Which continues to be mental. Um, in a good way? Oh yeah. And like the best way possible, but it's, Okay. Fucking insane. Um, still playing Monster Hunter. I've now hit the point where I'm fighting Elder Dragons, which is like proper high level stuff. Gotcha. And that's that's pretty mental. That game's really good. Like really, really good. Especially when you get a crew of people, it's a lot of fun. Sure. Um, still playing Graveyard Keeper. That game. Just the more you discover in that game, the more it just gets fucked up and weird. And the best way, like it's. People, people, like haven't, told, people haven't seen it yet should watch our video that we're doing because you were discovering stuff while we were shooting that. And... Yeah, it's totally like I learned... I, there, there was a, The big problem I had was trying to get blue experience for like faith and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I learned the best way to do that is with writing. And to write, you need paper. And the best... The, the most efficient... Not the most efficient, but the easiest way to get a lot of paper is to make vellum out of human skin. Mm-hmm. Um which you can get because you're the graveyard keeper, so you can just cut the skin off your bodies and then burn them so they don't have to go in the graveyard. After, it's really fucked up, but... After we shot that video, I I had I had shut everything down and I was just watching TV again and I got a message from you going just, oh God, oh, oh no. Yeah, I just kept finding more things, yeah. How you got the paper. It's just like, because it's like, you can, either, you can either get a stack of paper for... for one bit of human skin or ten bat wings. So you either go farm bats forever to get the same amount of paper that it takes to mm-hmm. just cut a skin and then burn a body. Like it's not right. It's a weird sort of ethical versus time management thing. But <laughs> I will say I saw my first um, grave cart- graveyard keeper spreadsheet during the week. It appeared on my Twitter at one point, which is like here's mm. the optimal layout for your for your grave with like yeah for your graveyard with like I'm sure layers. that I'm sure that exists. But um, people are mental for that sort of shit. It does seem like it. Um, yeah, cool. but, uh, the main the main thing I've been playing is uh, that their Spider Man game for the yeah. PS4. So we so as an insight into what what my plans were, I was so I was planning to get Tomb Raider, which came out on Friday. Thursday, mm. whenever it came out, and yeah. the reviews hit at the start of the week, and I was like, "Hey, maybe I'm going to give this one a miss because it didn't yeah. not seem the reviews were particularly positive for a number of reasons." Um, yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I'm going to give that a miss." And we were sitting in we were sitting on Friday night, um, and my wife was just like, "I think I want to play Spider Man." It's like right yeah. Saturday morning. We went picked up Spider Man because Amazon couldn't get us to it by before Wednesday, so we yeah. went out got spider-man so she played i watched her play the first couple out uh to up to the uh the museum <coughs> the sneaky museum mission yeah where you you where take over for and yeah nj or whatever yeah. so that was a surprise yeah. i didn't know that was a thing that was in there That's yeah why I, why I wasn't saying it but yeah so i've seen up till there in terms of story sure. stuff um so Marvel's Spider-Man, I guess Sorry, is its full, full title. title, yes. Is an open world superhero game mm-hmm. where you play as Spider-Man. Um it's Peter Parker Spider-Man, not other Spider-Man. Yes. But, uh, one of the many other Spider-Men's Spider-Man's, um, yes. Yeah. It's not Spider-Pig or 
no. fucking Miles Morales or any However, of, some of those some of those costumes are interesting. Yeah, so you so you, you play as by the interesting thing is that it's not like this is technically the first in the series is devoid from the MCU. Like mm-hmm. this is its own thing, but it's not an origin story. Yeah. Like you take over for Peter after he's been Spider-Man for like five, six years or something like that. So he's mm-hmm. now like mid twenties and out of college and all that. He's now just balancing having an adult life and being Spider-Man. Yep. So that's really interesting. Cause you don't have to go through the whole, Oh, I got bit by a spider. What the hell's happening to right. me? Ah, sort of thing. It's more just like, nah, go, you understand what he does. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's 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 your fairly typical open world thing of like those towers to go and open map up, and then there's a bunch of mini game, many little things to go and collect around the map. Um, but they are all very subtly different to the point where it's not like the other open world games where it's just go go collect a bunch of stuff. They all have their own individual sort of mechanic behind it that yeah. all feed into how you level up your character to unlock things like new spider-man suits which i really like i really really like the spider-man suit stuff they're especially because they're really like good. calling back to a bunch of really obscure spider-man comics yeah like we, like we had the, to we had to look up like um the the noir spider-man like where the hell yeah that's one in? of my favorites yeah noir spider-man's a really good yeah. comic book it's pretty interesting since um, we, we played by nicholas cage in the the spider-man ultimate or then the into the spider-verse movie that's coming out He's playing Noir Spider-Man. He's playing Noir Spider-Man. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about with that fucking movie is that they just go into the whole, here's a billion Spider-Men. But um, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so there's that, there's that one. The one that I'm wearing is uh, his costume from the 2004 Secret War run, which I really liked. That sure. was pretty great. Um, but yeah, so you get, you, you get points for doing, <laughs> like collecting, like your high school backpacks, which is a weird one. You get points for doing like research stations which are essentially like um limiting mechanics they 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 give you a goal and then give you like a very strict set of rules about how to accomplish that goal so like they, it's more to do with how you understand how to use spider-man's abilities than totally. it is anything else and they, they kind of gate a lot of that stuff uh not gate and um, they kind of group that stuff together where like if you want to do some of the, the the science puzzle stuff in there, you get research tokens and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I laughed out loud the first time I saw Spider Man stopping a crime, like there's a mugging or something going on, and it says you got two crime tokens. Yeah, I'm like crime that's tokens. a dumb yeah. fucking word, but I like it's I like, like crime tokens it. and science tokens yeah. and other. Tokens. Yeah, there's a whole bunch stuff. of weird tokens that all feed into how you level up, which is actually a pretty cool idea of doing it. And so totally. you just collecting it for collection's sake, it yep. actually feeds into something. It actually does do something. Um, main thing is the fucking swinging in that game feels fucking amazing. It looks it's great. It looks real good. So it's so easy and so fluid, and you rarely ever lose speed. And it just the the momentum that you get off the swing and the things that you can do to like, so you can swing and jump out of the end of a swing to gain air. If you then jump again, he does like his web zip where he like pulls himself along. Yeah. So you get up, upward and forward momentum. So you just keep going, which then feeds into you being able to dive bomb and swing again to make the swing way faster. And you keep gaining more movement abilities as you level up to the point where you're like, swinging around and then landing on things and bouncing off of it and it, you you basically end up being like you can go anywhere in the city so quickly that fast travel is basically useless yeah like why it's would so you much ever fun do it? as well like why would you ever do it it's so much fun to just swing around the city and just like be spider-man they've definitely it's, thought about 
the issues with that system and they see, appear to have thought about solving all of them so like stuff like when you're when you're doing like a sharp turn like if you mm. miss it like he won't just smack into the wall like he'll start running along the wall and jump off it yeah. again I, my favorite was my favorite was when yeah. you saw because I remember playing one of the Spider-Man games at one point, and because it's New York, the the fire escapes would always be a problem. But yeah. the ways the way that they do the thing because you can just run up any wall basically mm-hmm. at that point. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to do this for the the fire escapes? And they have their own animation for fire escapes where he runs up like jumping between each fire escape vertically and shooting his web pull himself yeah. up it's such a cool detail that they he does a lot there, there are a lot of like really little things that are more about just keeping him going yeah because he's all it's just all about because of how spider-man is it goes into the combat as well about how you're just supposed to be so agile and nimble and you beat everybody just by being faster and dodging yes. and picking your moments correctly yeah, yeah. um the, yeah so the combat is it's what you would call like Arkham combat, like Batman Arkham combat, yeah. but it's a lot more fluid and you move around a lot more than Batman did. Whereas Batman was a lot about like counter, do a thing, counter, do a thing. This yeah. is a lot more dodging around and like hitting the right people at the right times. And um, knowing which archetype of enemy you need to do which thing on to get yeah, them vulnerable exactly, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So the, com- the combat at its base level is really basic because it's just pressing square, but how you press square and what you follow after you press square and when you press square all change what he does. Yeah. And it it's a really interesting way of doing basic combat that then builds as you progress through it. So you start... It's, it's one of these like simple to learn, hard to master things. Totally. Where you just start learning about how to like, oh, I need to slide under this guy. So the quicker that you learn how to do that, the more fluid your combat can become. They use, and you're like... They use so you every, end up like... They use every part of dodging under the Yeah. Every, well, not even they. They just they're really good at um, managing a limited amount of button presses, but making that impactful in the world. Yes. So, like, all you need to do to like slide, like slide under someone's legs, is just go hit square and then hit circle, and they'll slide under their legs. But after you slide under their legs, you can like do a whole bunch of things that end up with him like either like webbing someone or zipping over somewhere else or pulling something towards him, and it's all just like individual button presses. There's nothing complicated about it. Yeah. So you feel awesome when you fight in a big group and all you're doing you're like swinging around and you're like hooking people to walls with your it webs incredible and your gadgets yeah it's a fantastic combat system it's really well thought out so i will say um, like um with my wife playing it um she said it to whatever the the, the lower difficulty level is it friendly or whatever mm-hmm. the the lower difficulty yeah. level is because she just wants to she she's mainly about that game about swinging about the city and collecting things like that's what she wants to do in that game sure yeah um and that first fight with fisk yeah that's opening, a hard fight yeah that, she almost stopped playing like that is not a th- they do not ease you into that and especially with, it, it does seem like, and even like when I took the controller at one point just to see what the issue was, like mm. the timing on that dodge with brutes seems to be very, very yeah, tight so initially. Brutes are probably the worst thing to fight. So like, so yeah, like you said, like every individual class of enemy has like a particular way to fight it. Yeah. And there are these big guys called brutes who you have to beat by webbing them up and then hitting them. Yeah. But... If they hit you, it's a lot of damage, and they seem to be able to like follow through past your dodge. They seem to so even stun you, lock so, you when you go down. It's yeah. Weird. So if you if you get hit first, if you get hit at first and you stand up again, you're probably going to get hit a second time. Or 
if you dodge the first hit, they seem to be able to track and follow you through. Yeah. And you'll get hit on the second hit. So you have to be very deliberate about where you're dodging, which is, it's really hard when it punishes you that much for not understanding that, but it's a thing you get over. For 30 minutes into the game, it was... Yeah, that's bad. Like the, the fight with Fisk, where it's him and a bunch and a bunch of little guys. Oh yeah, as well. also it's yes. a lot. So we'll say yeah. like if people are getting that, if they can get through that uh, that fight, I think one level down in the skill tree in the middle skill tree, I can't remember which one it is. There's a skill for increasing the window for dodges. Yeah, and once once she bought that, she was fine. Like once you got that yeah. little bit extra time, she was she was rolling around that thing like knocking dudes out. So yeah, it just feels like it's, a slight it, imbalance at the start, especially for people when it's a property like Spider Man that will bring people in who do not play these games. It yeah, seems like totally. a very bad yeah. decision for straight out, but it does get better after that fight. Yeah, you can are, once you once you like you can get there in like two levels. It's not that difficult but yeah yeah, there is there are things to help you out and you do feel more powerful as you level up because you just start learning more things yeah and you get more gadgets as well and all the gadgets are pretty cool that that Uh, um because the impact web's the first one you get and it's like yeah that flies them against the wall that that looks awesome especially when you're doing it mid-fight and it's just like you're just webbing dudes to the wall sticking people to the wall yeah it's like it's the kind of it's the thing i like that they've done uh they've not done like origin story where this Peter is quite obviously like incredibly intelligent and very good with technology. Mm-hmm. So he is like, he understands like the gadgets and he like finds old blueprints and is like, Oh, I can make this work now and builds it himself and has, it's just like, it's, it's a cool aspect of that character that isn't really talked about in the comics, yeah. which is a, a cool idea. And um, I, I like that the core conceit of what appears to be most of the narrative in this game is like, it is fucking difficult to be Spider-Man while trying to maintain a real life, yeah, at the same time, which was it, which was kind of always it was always a part of it, but they're now doing it for like an adult life where it's yeah. like it's hard to be Spider Man and also hold down a job and, and pay rent and yeah. have a girlfriend and all that stuff. Totally, but, as um, opposed to being a high school student where it's like, oh, I'm going to be late for my test yeah. or whatever. Like, regardless of what happens, um, you're probably going to be fed at night. But this is like, no, yeah. like you're this is your life at this, this point. This is a hard, this is a hard life. Yeah, I really, yeah. really like it. I like the. Um, sort of like rogues gallery of characters that they keep bringing out um so like as you keep progressing through the game more and more spider-man villains start showing up sure um, like the last thing i saw before we we switched off last night was mention of shocker like he's about to appear yeah the shocker the shocker's there you get you get to see fisk you get to see like black cat later on sure the um, all the promotional materials talk about mr negative which is like yeah a weird obscure villain but it's someone that has been around but there's apparently a bunch more so like they talk about like in the first like hour of the game they give you like a shot of the the sinister six that are like the major spider-man villains so obviously they're going to show up at some point sure Um, you work for dr octavius which is a kind of cool thing they seem to be very against people calling him doc ock and i don't know why well because he's not doc ock yet he's doc ock when he turns bad and goes all technically he's actor he's dr octavius at this point he's a good guy that is trying to do the whole energy conservation thing, right but something but there's like the first voice ma- uh, the first like audio log you pick up is like hey maybe there's a better way of doing this why about we just attach it directly to their brain and stuff like yeah. that where you're like oh okay this is totally where this is going yeah, um, so you can see, you can kind of see it ahead of time. Again, we're not spoiling anything. This is like no, the no. first half hour of the game. But this is literally, but yeah, like, this is early on. You can see where it's going, but like you're not going to call him Doc Ock until he's actually Doc Ock. But he's yeah, yeah. But I yeah, also, yeah, the game's a lot of fun. I, I really, also saw really like this only happened what like 
we've talked we've talked already about it being like fucking exceptionally polished. We've had mm. one. I saw one issue that causes have to restart a checkpoint where there's a section like the first time you have to do like a civilian saving thing in that initial mission, like where you have yeah. to pick up a whole bunch of concrete. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, we picked up the concrete and then it just stood there for a while and. Like, no buttons worked, like, the civilians weren't moving, Strider oh, just had weird. this whole concrete holding it up, and, like, we just had to restart the checkpoint and do it again, and it worked first time. It was, like, that was huh, very, strange. very strange. But apart from that, like, it, it, it looks so good. It yeah, looks there, is a, there, there is a lot of money behind this game, and it yes, shows. for um, sure. Um, and it appears to have done well. Like, it appears that they appear to be selling a lot of them. Yeah, so. I, I, rightfully so. It's a great game. Like, I, I really like that. I, I like that. I like that it's done well and not just because it's Spider-Man. Like, people are appreciating it for yeah. being a good game. Totally. Like, um, I, do, I don't I do really give a shit about Spider-Man, but I'm super interested in actually getting into this thing and, and yeah. seeing what it can do. And, um, it's, and, and they, nail, they nail the Spider-Man thing of, like, he talks constantly yeah, and is always... Lot. Always has a quip, always has a line. Like, that's kind of his central thing. I also really like the fact that a lot of his like finisher moves, like mm-hmm. you, the you build a bar and do a finisher like Batman. Mm-hmm. A lot of his finisher moves are like wrestling moves, like yes. Luch Libre moves, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Watch him do like air, airplane harakaradas to people, and it's fucking great. Um, I'm enjoying the the recasting of J. Jonah Jameson as fucking. Oh, cons- that's great. Oh, that's so good. That's his, one of my favorite things about that game. It's definitely not InfoWars podcast that he's doing. Yeah, is... he's, he, he'd left his job running the Daily Bugle and now runs a Alex Jones-style conspiracy theorist podcast about Spider-Man. Yeah. And you hear it, like, every time there's a lull, you download a new episode and start playing it, and it's the funniest thing, because they nail it perfectly. They really do. Where... They let the guys that agree with him go off on one, but then they get calls from people who are like, no, the thing that you were saying, like, Spider-Man turned up and saved a bunch of people, and he, like, yeah. cuts them off and shouts at them. Yep. Um, that was the one I heard. Perfect. That was the, so the one I heard last night was, like, because it seems to be, like, as a direct result of you saving civilians as well, where, like, yeah. when, like, like, he gets a call in and he says, like, no, we've got an exclusive. It's a woman who says that her husband was captured by Spider-Man. And actually she comes on and goes... No, 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 like, somebody kidnapped my husband and Spider-Man saved him. Like, that's what happened. Yeah. And, like, he just goes off on one and, like, ah, I bet you Spider-Man hired those people to kidnap yeah, your husband. It's, like, it's the reverse sort of conspiracy theory logic of, like, well, did you ever think this might not have happened The Spider-Man didn't exist and yeah. all that stuff? I'm it's... pretty sure I've heard him use the phrase, look, I'm just asking questions. And I was just yeah. like, oh, for fuck. Great. It's, it's, it's really great. It's, it's awesome. really, really great. Um, yeah, I... I I'm looking forward to getting into that. I'll be doing that after yeah, we're done here. Yeah, game's fantastic. Um, cool. Let's jump into intermission, and I will come back with the. Yeah, I'm having a, a, a existential crisis after. With I our figured next game. you might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I believe you've got some music for us. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a song from the Danganronpa Two soundtrack. Um, much like the rest of that game, it's fucking bizarre, but once you get through it, it's really good. Um, so I'm going to choose a song called Homicide, which is the song that plays usually after you've discovered a body and you start doing like your investigations before the class trial. Oh, okay. Um, starts off really bizarre and sounds really bizarre, but gets into a kind of cool detective vibe towards the middle of it. It's great. Cool. Um, so yes, check the posts for lists where you can pick that song up and we'll be back with some games and some news after this. 
that was Homicide from the Danganronpa 2 soundtrack. Uh, a lot of tracks like that on that album that go into some weird places. But... Not what I expected that track to sound like. No, that's kind of that game a lot yeah. of the time. Is you expect like it. it to go one place and it just goes somewhere else. Um, <laughs> yeah, seems like Pretty it. great. Um, yeah, so like I was saying before the break, I'm having an issue with um, the other game that I played this uh, this last couple of weeks so frozen synapse 2 came out i'll say i'll, I'll say that the the preamble to have i have to this is that i i knew Ewan was going to play this so i asked them ahead of time i was like oh what's that game like because i really liked frozen synapse 1 so i yeah. kind of want to try 2 and he said i'll talk about it on the show yeah as if to say i don't want to say anything about this unless we're recording <laughs> yeah so frozen synapse 2 the sequel to the original frozen synapse uh yep. the um so the main it's so it's a kind of strategy the original game was a just kind of turn-based strategy kind of XCOM-ish style uh, how would you even describe the like it's really it doesn't, it, was, it, doesn't fit, it doesn't fit in a lot of it, genres is the problem it was definitely a turn-based strategy game but it was a turn-based strategy game that had that was executed in real time it was a yeah. weird mix between the so, two yeah so rather you would plan your actions and your opponent would plan your actions and then they would all execute all at once yeah so it became more about predicting what you think the other person's going to do and trying to counter that than it yeah. did anything else so like yeah so yeah. rather than rather than doing a you go they go style thing like you yeah. both plan at the same time and then execute at the same time and yeah and, and it would go yeah. and then that's it so for instance two they've basically blown that uh, they've added extra layers on top of that court. So the, the the combat itself is still feels like the same as it did originally, but they've added like a kind of overworld layer to it where you're managing like a corporation that um is part of a number of corporations around the city that have been that are kind of come together in a very loose alliance to protect the city from this AI called Sonata. And Sonata? Sonata, yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. Um and uh it they so so on top of so Sonata will because it's an AI that is so cloning is a thing in this world where mm. all of your soldiers are they call them VAT forms I think but they're basically like cloned from in I'm vats. pretty sure that was the, I'm pretty sure that was the same in the first game as well so I, I like I played the reason the, the reason that you could keep going was because they just kept making more people so, so you I could actually just I actually don't know what the non combat parts of the first game were like I played a lot of the there wasn't any right that was, okay, so it was just like level it was like level. it was like it was like combat, tiny little bit of story, combat, tiny right. little bit of story, combat thing. Okay. Yeah. So because there's cloning involved, Sonata has worked out how to clone stuff. So she will, it will send, um, uh, it has basically soldiers that can, that, that go off and, and can do stuff. So you're, you're generally fighting against them and recovering these things called relics in each, in each incursion that happens with Sonata. You bring them back to your base and it seems like um, the first person to the first corporation to seven relics will basically be able to control Sonata. So that's the kind right, of race okay. that's going on. So on top of that, you're also a corporation who has to make money to keep your ranks up and all this kind of stuff. So you're all also hired. Uh, you you take contracts from. Are you not a government agency? Is that so not you're, the you're a yes you're called bureau eight you're called like section bureau eight that's bureau eight so but you so you're you're you get hired by other groups and corporations to do various things from like just patrol this building for eight hours or like set up a a checkpoint at this um at this intersection because we think something might happen and so that's how your your other things ways you're making money um but also like you're doing stuff against 
theoretically against other corporations, so their kind of um, trusting of you goes up and down, and mm. they will intentionally fuck with you at points and all this kind of stuff. This all and, sounds very cyberpunk. Yeah, this so is... it's, all, it's all very cyberpunk, but it's the bit of cyberpunk that is is part of cyberpunk where it's like in corporation infighting, basically. Um, yeah, it's the it's the high level cyberpunk stuff where yes. you're going past the the fact that like the corpse run everything and everybody's fucked yeah. by it to where it's corpse interacting with other corpse, yeah. which is which is a bit I'd like I like a bit that about cyberpunk, but my the bit I, bits of cyberpunk I really like are like some of the kind of transhumanism stuff about like people mm, dealing with yeah. like um, augmentations and all that kind Ogs, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like wetware. So, so yeah. So this game came out. It's a turn based strategy game with a cyberpunk edge to it. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is quite clearly my shit, and I don't think I like this game. <laughs> um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I'm really kind of disappointed with it, and I think it's actually the combat is one of the things that's doing it. Like, And I'm struggling because I've, like, like I said at the start, like Destiny is the game I've put the most time into of any game ever, <sighs> closely followed by XCOM 2. Like, I've put 85 yeah. to 90 hours into XCOM 2 since it came out. Oh, I did. And... That's like nothing. You get no idea. I know. I understand that because I don't play. Do you it. have any idea how much time I put into Guild Wars One? Totally. Christ. And like, I don't play those games, so this is I new know. to me. So I was ready to do this, and I don't think I like the combat in this because every turn takes so long to do, and it mm. feels like it doesn't feel like you're making tactical decisions. It feels like you're solving a puzzle. And that's not what I want from these games. Where so so like so like we're saying like you you do a plan, the enemy do a plan, and they both execute at the same time. While you oh are, that's still how it works. Oh okay, yeah, totally. Sure. The combat's basically identical as as it ever was. Sure. Awesome. The cool. only the, the extra layer on top of that is while you are while the the enemy are not aware of your presence, they you you can see what they were are going to do this turn. So if you hit play on the thing and they don't know you're there, you will see what they're going to do. So that initial oh. engagement... So it's kind, of, it's kind of like that thing in XCOM 2 where you like enter all missions in a stealth state. Totally, and... yes. Well, right. most missions, they don't know you're sure. there. Some of them yeah. do very much. But um, you, so so every like so the, the turns are broken into like five seconds, I think it is normally. So you mm-hmm. play five seconds of real time. You can, there's a new mode where you can switch on longer turns which will basically be, like, and like per turn you can do this, and it'll basically, like, play this turn out until all my characters stop moving. So right. it can be longer okay. than five seconds, but it still has to come to the end of a move. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so while you're while you're invisible, you will see exactly what they're going to do for the next five seconds. But as soon as you're visible again, that goes away. And the fact that every single turn while you're visible, you have to, like, work out what you're going to do, like try things out with the enemy so you can like select enemy characters and move them the same way you do for your own troops yeah you can predict movement yeah Yeah. so you can say like okay if if i think they're going to come down this hallway so i'm going to set a waypoint for them to run down this hallway and then i'm going to work out what my guys are going to do in response to that every Mm -hmm. turn takes so long from what i've done so far and like I'm very early on, like I've maybe put four or five yeah. hours into this so far. I will, I will say as a like point to this that that's kind of the same in Frozen Synapse One. Totally. Like you making your decisions and stuff like that took forever because you had to. Like it was like a really long yeah. thought out process that you totally. had to really sit and figure out. Um, which um, like, and I'm not saying it's bad for that. I'm saying it's not what I was looking for or yeah, expecting. Sure. So yeah. that's why I'm I'm kind of put off by the thing. Um. Like I need, I need something, and it's ve- so like 
the point where I stopped playing last night because I put some more time into it last night. One of the missions I'd got where I was uh, I was on a contract to. Um, Oh, no, it was an incursion. It was an incursion. And basically, I had my team, and there was a VIP, and I had to get the VIP out, basically, to one of the exit zones. Sure. And I started with my four guys in a building surrounded by Sonata troops, and one of them had a rocket launcher. And I tried the first turn at least seven or eight times, and every single time got immediately blown up by that rocket launcher. Like, to the mm-hmm. point where I am not sure how I... what the solution to that is. What you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Like... And and it's very much the thing, kind of again, like XCOM, where like if an incursion happens, you can't ignore it. Like you can just say like I'm not in a position to deal with this right now. Yeah. But like once you're in it, you can't get out of it. So like, do I just is that team just gone now? Like I I there was a really yeah, struggle like, with some of those mechanics. Sure. Yeah. Um. And the other thing, the other layer on top of this is this game is technically rough, like to a point where I haven't seen in a while. So I've had. Three hard crashes so far. I had the tutorial bug out on me once where I couldn't progress it. Mm. I had the main tutorial for the overworld stuff when you start a city game break multiple times where I had to restart the game to the point where like UI elements would just overlap with each other and you could Ooh, interact with okay. any of them. So you This just isn't to... an early access or anything, nope, is it? this is out. This, is, this oh, game okay. is out. But it feels very early access. And also, just right. the UI in general is... It feels very... I, I don't know. It feels like it needs another design pass on it, to be honest. Like, a lot of the overworld UI is seems very kind of early accessy, to be honest. And the, the, inter- the, the UI in combat is... Basically the same as what I remember from the first game, and right. it is very difficult to figure out what's happening mm-hmm. at certain points. There's a lot of icons overlaid on each other. There's a lot of waypoints. Yeah, the about. I found that in one as well, where the the kind of like art style, where it's yeah. all like very bright colors and stuff, kind of blends together at certain so points. Especially it, when you've got like a lot of explosions and stuff. Totally, it starts so, getting really loud on the screen. So the three D stuff, like I think this game looks pretty good actually. Like they've definitely yeah. made some visual improvements over this sure. stuff, where they have like a kind of pseudo kind of very very light CRT filter over stuff, which makes it look cool. Like the blur, the kind of Tron style light blur on it looks really really cool. And when you zoom in on stuff, like it's it's got a good look to it. The problem mm-hmm. for me really, really is just the UI to points where like, so for instance, like when you're planning out like a move, because you've got five seconds to do a move, one of the instructions you can do is like wait for X amount of seconds. And the way you do that is you right click on your character, you hit wait, and then it creates like a an extra icon next to the character that you have to drag out from the character to set how long the wait's going to be. And if right. you're at anything other than like, 80 to 90 percent zoom you can't see that number like you have to mm. zoom right in drag it out to the right thing and then zoom. like it just there's a flow missing from it that it, it feels like it fights you to get the thing you're actually doing right and yeah. also like when you're trying when you're when you're playing out a plan like you've got a plan you're trying it if that plan if you if you decide that like oh i need to tweak like the second instruction in that plan like i haven't figured out a way of doing it which is not like back out the last three instructions and then redo the yeah. second instruction. Like, there's just some stuff there that it feels like it, you would get used to over time, but, like, from the jump, it just is... It feels like it's fighting you. And the tutorial stuff is not great. The tutorial stuff is... 
tutorial stuff feels very, very rushed. Like, to the point where there's spelling mistakes and stuff like that in some of the tutorial Ooh, text. That's um, but if you are good to put the time into this thing, there's a lot there. Like, it is... Yeah. The, the systems all interacting with each other on the on the city game seem cool. And it seems like there's definitely some interactions that I've seen that are the systems kind of playing off each other where um, I've heard stories from other people who have played this, um, especially pre-release, where they would do things like you would get a contract to um, set up a checkpoint on an intersection, for instance, and then a corporation would set another, would offer you another contract. They would call you directly and say, hey, we've got a high-value contract for you in this other location, but I don't have the troops. So I'm like, okay, fine. This is just basically like a very, like a watch this intersection for six hours. So I'm going to take the other three guys from this thing and go do that other contract, at which point the guys who give you that other contract will then attack that checkpoint and destroy your guy that's left. Sure, like, yeah. Those kind of interactions look like they're working as intended. But the combat is just not what I'm looking for and it's really pushing hard on me to the point mm. where I think I might be done. It'd be really interesting to see what you're like with it because um, you, you, you yeah, played it uh, the first I'm, game than I did. Yeah, I'm going to nab it off your Steam and take a yeah. look at it. But. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your opinion but I think I might be done with that game. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not saying it's bad apart from the technical issues which can be patched, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but like, sure. Just it's not what I'm looking for, I don't think, and not what I expected from the game. So yeah, um, that, that's totally fair. That's, yeah. yeah. So it, it's so I think it's twenty quid on Steam at the minute. Um, if if that stuff sounds interesting to you, you, sh- you should have a look at it. Um, mm-hmm. I think we we should probably do something with it, like a quick like fifty minute, like here's what all the parts of this game, just so people can see it. Um, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I think I might be done with that. So anyway, yeah, fair enough. Um, so if you don't have anything else, um, a couple of news things we should talk about, and we should probably start with that Nintendo Direct that happened. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to take us through that emotional roller coaster that we went through oh, while that thing was watching? Right. I mean, it was more emotional for me than it was oh, totally, for you. But totally. yeah. Um, so yeah, they had a Nintendo Direct, um, as they often do, where they talk about the future for um, the Switch and the 3DS, and they talked about a whole bunch of stuff. There's a lot of ports coming. There's a lot of like the Final Fantasy games are coming. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, um, I'm, just, I'm just seeing if I can catch some of the the big things. Uh, the, that mech game that I can't remember the name of, but Demon X Machina. That thing. That's the one. Great. Uh, there's a Katamari yep. remake coming to Switch and yep. PC. Actually, the announced layer. Yes. Yep. Um, Yoshi's Crafted World is the yep. new, new one of the Yoshi games that's come to Switch. Uh, Mario Brothers U's come to Switch. Um, the Pokemon team have a new game that's very much it's got like a project name right now that's not even a real name. Right. Um, City Skylines is coming. Uh, that apparently is very rough. That's oh, already really? out, and it's apparently very rough. Yeah. Well, yeah, it came out that day. It came right. out the day of, and right. not great. Apparently, oh, interesting. Okay, um, and then. But yeah, so the main, the main, the main thing okay. is, yeah, uh, sorry, yes. they, they spent a lot of the, they spent a lot of the Nintendo Direct, basically tying a lot of stuff back into Smash because Smash is their big release. Of course. Um, November. Right? They talked about what? November, that thing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talked about Smash a lot, like, and dealt with all their thing, and then did their classic. And here's one more thing. Now, the only thing that I care about coming out of Nintendo at all in the future is if they ever make a new Animal Crossing game. Uh, and they said, okay, here's our, here's our one more thing. And it pans to a shot of Isabel from Animal Crossing in her office, in the mayor's office, like in New Leaf. 
and she's talking about how like oh i'm so happy for my friends they're all in smash and they're dealing with blood like all this other stuff where all the other animal crossing characters are turning up like they talked about pocket camp they talked about smash and i went oh my god they're doing it like they're gonna do the animal crossing game and she talks about how like oh yeah all my friends i'm so happy for them um and then she gets a letter from pete the pelican uh comes in and gives him a letter and it's like oh this letter's for me i wonder what this is and she turns around and opens the letter up and it turns around really dramatically to the camera is like they want me in smash and then it does the smash crash zoom with the words on it saying like isabel now joins the fight and i almost put my hand through my fucking monitor yeah, um, because it was like, oh, I thought I thought they were doing it. It looked great. It was like three D models, and it was really nice, and it was it looked really really good. And then it was for fucking Isabel and Smash. We were on um, we were on IM while we were watching this thing, and just I could hear you oh, screaming from the other side. I was of the country. so mad. Like it's great that she's there, and people really like Isabel, and she's kind of like become the face of the franchise, even though it's Tom Nook and all that stuff. Yeah. It was great for them, but then watched them in Smash, so I was really angry. And then it cut to. Tom Nook sitting in a darkened, poorly lit office looking at a computer screen of the announcement of Isabel and Smash. Him turning the monitor off, sitting in the dark going, all these people are in Smash and dealing with camp and they've not invited me. And he turns around and turns the light on at his desk and it like, like, flickers for a bit. Like just full-on embracing the whole meme of Tom, be- Tom Nook being this divorced dad that yeah, can't see Yeah, like his divorced kids. like mafia boss. And he's just like, I'm so angry. He turns his light on and sits at his desk with his head in his hands. And then he like gets up and like shuffles some papers at his desk and he goes, right, I'm going to make sure that when everybody comes home, this is going to be the best town it could possibly be. And then it comes to, welcome to Animal Crossing 2019. So it was a double fake. It was even better than the fake that Sony did when they announced Final Fantasy VII for PS4, where it was the port of the yeah, PC game. right? Because they lied to you, and then they said, no, nah, we're actually doing it, it's fine. I was like, it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Those screenshots that people are, that people are using of like just really depressed looking Tom Nook have been some of my favorite fav- favorite Twitter stuff for the last week. It's been really good to it's watch. Been but yeah, going from sheer anger to a lot of joy was very good. So they're making an Owl Crossing game, and it's coming in twenty nineteen. But also, like, um, in so pers- excited in perspective. That was it. Like all they showed yeah, was, was yeah. potentially that was an engine. Maybe. Yeah. And 2019. Not even a name. Yeah. Just like... Who fucking cares? They're making another Animal Crossing game. Well, of course I don't care were. what they call it. Of course they were. Like, of course they were. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's good to have, like, actual confirmation of the thing yeah. that they're actually doing. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, yes, yeah, so that yeah. was great. That's I coming. like it. That was a good... That was a Animal good Crossing. Game. So the other thing they talked about um, a little bit, which people should... I, I still think people should watch this thing because they their uh, Nintendo online service starts mm, yeah. soon. I think it's next week or this next, the week the week you're hearing. It's this, it's this month at some point. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. What um, and this was their this is the first one I've seen anyway of them doing their. Here's what you're going to get as part of your Nintendo online service, and that was abysmal. Like it was no part of that was anything that you would pay for but they phrased it in a way that's like look at all these awesome benefits you're getting and like the first benefit was like multiplayer play with your friends and it's like i've been able to do that for a year people have been doing that since the switch came out like Like, i I understand that it's very difficult to say hey we're taking this away from you but yeah even mentioning it is the thing 
Um, that was bad. And then they were, and then there's the, um, you can voice chat with your phone. Yeah, with like, your terrible app that everybody already hates. Right, the like, thing that everyone already thinks is insane. Yeah, is now part of your online suite. Um, the one saving grace I think they had was the, and it's really bizarre to say, but like. With their, their NES like virtual console thing that they're doing, yeah. like the UI for that was kind of cool. Where they have this like kind of like um, kind of masonry style like layout of NES covers that as games unlock, they will like reveal themselves in a kind of very Nintendo sure. way. Yeah. Like that looked cool, but also like they're just NES games. Like what the fuck are you doing? Um, and they're releasing a Bluetooth NES con- controller to go with it. Right, like it, $60 yeah. and you get two NES controllers that slot into the, the Joy-Con slots on your Switch yeah. to recharge. And it's like, this looks dumb, but okay, sure. Um, and then the other part of that as well was their cloud save stuff, which is that this was their first official announcement of like, hey, we're doing mm. cloud saves, yeah. which is like, and the, the way they phrased it was interesting as well, is like, you're probably going to fuck up your Switch at some point, so... You should probably back up all your saves yeah. um, at some point. So then there was some confirmation that came out. Uh, Game Informer talked to Nintendo and said, there are several games that will not support this system. So it's not like cross-game like cross game, all games all the time, like it is for every other console. As far, like I, don't, I can't think of an exception on PlayStation uh, or Xbox that you can yeah. use cloud saves. Doesn't really exist. Yeah. So they're saying like, we're, um, there's several games that won't support the system, the company is doing it in hopes of stopping potential cheaters. You're like, okay. What? So, okay. games that won't support cloud saves include Splatoon 2, which I assumed my save was in the cloud anyway as part of my account, but maybe not. So, if I, so if my Switch goes away, <laughs> like, like my yeah, level, like, Splatoon, like my Splatoon yeah. level in gear, like, is that all console based? And maybe, yeah, maybe clients, uh, yeah, client save. Like, Weird, I don't know. which so that was surprising already. But also, that's not so, and also that's not a cloud save support game. Okay, Pokemon yeah. Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu not supported. Like, okay, oh is, good. Is there a multiplayer part of that? Like, why are you like what cheating are you doing there except for yourself? Okay, um, mm. NBA Two K Nineteen, FIFA Nineteen, and Dark Souls, all of which do not have cloud saves. Okay, like. Okay, That's what? sure. Yeah. Um, Dark Souls is a bit of a shitty one. Like, if yeah. your Switch dies and the hundreds of hours you put into Dark Souls are just going to go Gone. away. Gone, yeah. Um, and it feels very unclear about, like, if this is a thing that developers can just arbitrarily switch off in their games going forward. Like, I assume every one of them... Well, no, because Splatoon 2 doesn't have it. Because I was going to assume, like, all Nintendo games are going to have this on, but maybe not. It just seems like a, like, again, Nintendo getting 90% of the way there and then fucking it up at the last hurdle. Like, it's, it's crazy. I don't even think it's 90%. Like, it's... No, true. No, you're right. You're right. Um, it's them them understanding the internet like they've always understood the internet, which is very poorly, and just trying to work with what they think is right, which is not great. It's And, like, can you imagine being a company like Nintendo? I don't understand why you don't just look at the rest of the industry and be like why don't we just do that like it's but like again like most things nintendo have layered this extra thing on it for like worries that nobody else cares about like oh people might cheat like they might yes but like what percentage of your user base is that to fuck over everyone else 
Like, if I hack my Pokemon Let's Go Eevee save to give myself a Mewtwo, like, one, who am I harming? Two, like, the is that a reason to not Massive po- Pokemon tryhard nerds that worry about IVs and... I don't know. But like, no also one the, is the answer. Also, also, I don't think there's a multiplayer component in that game. So who the fuck oh, cares? Or a single player. Like, who, yeah, who cares? Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, it just seems insane. It just seems kind of crazy that th- this isn't even an option. But I don't. Who yeah. knows? Um, so yeah, so this, oh, there you go. September 18th, this online service switches on. So I will basically never be able to play Splatoon again. Um, and so it's three ninety nine a month. This is dollars. I don't have a pounds number here. Mm. Three ninety nine dollars a month. Seven ninety nine for three months. Nineteen ninety nine for a twelve month membership. And if you want to put two or more accounts on it, then it's thirty four ninety nine. There's a family option for thirty four ninety nine, which will give you two or more accounts. So, mm. I mean, twenty dollars a year is not huge. It's not a but, lot of money, but it's still something that I'm not willing to pay for a service that seems that poorly thought out. Totally, it's, it seems a bit like a racket. So the, yeah. really, so the interesting thing is going to be stuff like what happens with Fortnite on Switch, like one of oh, their right. one of their big premier things. Like, hey, we've got this thing that everyone's playing right now. Like, can I not play that anymore because I don't have Nintendo? Like, that's the first thing I'm trying on September 18th is like can I, Fortnite. See what happens. Like, if they block if they block Fortnite as an online game, uh. They fucked this up, like, oh, yeah. royally. Um, because at that point, it's no longer a free-to-play game, right? Because I don't think... Yeah. Huh. Can you very quickly Google while I'm doing this if you can do yeah. Fortnite on PS4 and Xbox without gold and PS Plus? Because I'm intrigued now um, about that. Um, so, yeah, September 18th, um, that comes out. Um, so, yeah, that was Cloud Saves. Um Weird um, news of the week. Uh, CCP developers of. So oh, sorry. You don't. Your... You don't need PS Plus, but you do need gold. Really interesting. Yeah. So apparently, you don't need PS Plus if you're playing it on PlayStation, but you will need gold if you're playing it on Xbox. Weird. Huh. Okay. That's a strange thing, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, CCP Games, developers of Eve Online, have been bought. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy people. They have been bought by Tencent, Pearl Abyss. Who are Damn it! Who are, good, good guess. Fair I guess. Just whenever I hear X gaming company has been bought, I'm assuming it's Tencent. But yeah. okay, uh, Pearl Abyss are the people who make Black Desert Online. Oh, okay, sure. So I mean, another cool. large Korean company, but yeah. Um, All right. So and also, this is them transitioning um, their Chinese servers to. Um, a much bigger, like proper, uh, another Chinese company called NetEase, who are now doing all their Chinese servers, who I assume have a partnership with Pearl Abyss. But um, yeah, they're they're they have been acquired, um, but they are still going as to be long independent. I was going to say as long as they remain independent yes. and let let CCP just handle what Eve is yeah. and not like, touch it. That's it fine. seems like that's the thing. Like it is very much a world on its own, so it seems like they're going to leave it handle it yeah. like that. I just want to. I just want to sit back and let the stories about Eve keep coming without involvement from another company. Totally. I I don't want to ever touch that game again, but I do like no. hearing about it. I do. Enjoy yeah, it's the most fascinating the thing on the planet. I never want to play it. Yep. Um, we have a a Steam milestone. The first ever one hundred percent uncensored adult game is now available for mm. sale on Steam. Yep. 
So this, yep. is, this is the end game of their we don't give a shit about what you put in our platform anymore as long as it's not straight up. We are not policing up. this. What's yeah. the term? Is it like as long as it's not straight up illegal? I think was yeah, the... Yeah, as, long, as long as it doesn't break the law, it's fine. Yeah. Um, or straight up trolling. That was the phrase. As long as it's not straight up trolling, you can go on. Um, except that... So there's a couple of really interesting interviews with Darker, who are the name of the company that are, that are putting this up. There's a game called Negligee Love Stories, which is mm. great. Um, but yeah, there's a, f- a couple of really interesting interviews with Darker, who are the developers, um, about countries they still can't sell it in because Steam haven't figured out a way of doing that, or that there's there's additional laws in those countries that prevent some of the stuff from going up, um, and also just like other weird loopholes they've had to go through being the first game to do this. Um, so yeah, it seems like they're they're. They're doing the thing they said they were going to do, which is interesting. Good. Hopefully that also means like, hey, if you want anime booby games, they're there now. But yeah. like, also there's some other stuff that like are not that that have been stuck in Steam Limbo for a while. So there's like a game called um, uh, You Must Be 18 or Older, which is like a kind of pseudo text adventure about looking at porn when you're 13 while your parents are out, which was, which you can get like on itch and stuff like that. But Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Is it, like... There is ASCII, there are ASCII boobs in that game, but uh, that is okay. very much not what the game's about. Um, but that's been booted from Steam and all this kind of well, stuff. Well, the first the, the first preview image on Steam for this negligee love stories is two anime girls kissing, so this is exactly yeah. what I expected. 100%, yes. Also, Boob Saga, which is a satirical, satirical 3D action game, um, is still been, not been approved. But they've been asked um, some additional details that will come through. So yeah, it's happening. They're doing the thing. We will see. Um, people the, should con- the boob games are coming. People should continue to follow um, Steam Games in six seconds on Twitter because the amount of fucking nonsense on Steam is getting worse yeah. and worse as the days go on. Where yeah. I think Thursday or Friday last this week, I saw four different like hentai slide puzzle games go up. Like oh sure right se- completely yeah. separate developers but they're all just there and it's just ugh it's terrible. Um, why do people? Why do people want to like work to look at anime boobs? Like it's really easy. They're yeah, like, fucking everywhere on the internet. You, you can get there very quickly if you want anime yeah. boobs. Like the internet's a, a place for that. Um, yeah. Um, Project Judge. This is the other thing we need to talk yeah. about. So this yeah. is the new game from the Yakuza Studios, mm-hmm. and it is a coming to coming next year to the to the West. Uh, and it is. I'm just trying to see if I can get the quotes here. This is from the Polygon article. Um, Project Judge will be a detective story crossed with courtroom drama. As yeah. private detective Takeyuki Yagami, players will use investigative skills to unveil the truths hidden at the core of Project Judge's plot. Um, early screenshots so spying dialogue trees and jump kicks so it's safe to assume that Project Judge is not a subdued crime procedural um, so there's a trailer out there that talks about the story and there's some gameplay stuff out there as well it looks very much like a Yakuza game um, in yeah, terms of it seems like Yakuza the idea would be Yakuza cross with Phoenix Wright that yeah. would be the kind of idea which seems which is very exciting to me yeah. and there's a bunch of stuff in there but they're layering, layering the detective stuff on it in an interesting way which is um, so like part of that gameplay trailer they put out was like hey you need to find this guy and here's kind of some some um, distinguishing features of him 
and you mm-hmm. like look at people and then tick off the features and that and then you find the guy he runs off and then it becomes like a parkour chase scene um there's some like detective vision stuff that you're analyzing crime scenes and taking photos and all that kind of stuff and then there's also just like the straight up nonsense of a yakuza game like yeah you can visit bars and shoot pool and all that kind of stuff that's yeah. still all in there um yeah so that um there's a so apparently you can get a demo of it on the japanese playstation network right now if you can figure out how to make a japanese playstation network account which i might go do and see <laughs> if i can even do this um because i think you can set it as long as you've got the account like I think it's got sub- English subtitles still, so... Uh, potentially, yeah. I've got no idea. Um, yeah, and the last thing I've got here, this is not necessarily video game stuff, but I thought it was really, really cool. Um, so, obviously, right now, as we're recording this, um, the um, massive hurricane that's hitting the Carolinas in the US right now is doing a lot of yeah. damage. If there's... Um, seems like a bad... Seems pretty bad out there. Um one of the things that um, has been interesting to watch is how news coverage of that has has um, evolved since the last hurricane, the Puerto Rico hurricane. And one of the things that caught my eye that was doing doing its rounds on, on video game Twitter was the Weather Channel's um, coverage of it. Have you seen any of this? No. I'll, I'll send you a very quick link to, to see. Um, also, as, a, as a, a quick aside, as a quick update, um, news has come out fairly recently that you will not need switch online to play Fortnite on switch oh cool okay that was just so you know cool um so yeah that gif shows you kind of what the weather channel's coverage of it looks looks like so they're basically trying to communicate like what 90 feet of water looks like which is what um oh okay um so they've got a kind of uh, cg animation of like basically with an actual presenter standing there and showing what three, six, and nine feet of water looks like to people. Um, and some people, and then Twitter did some digging, and actually that's all done in Unreal Engine. That is a huh, awesome. real-time Unreal Engine um, demo, or not demo, um, like visualization, um, which is probably how they're, they can do like the live camera tracking stuff, and it's all real-time. That's awesome. Yeah. Jesus. Like, it's terrifying. It's utterly yeah. terrifying when you see it in that context, but it's cool that Unreal Engine's being used for a, for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I recently watched a trailer, not a trailer, like a behind-the-scenes with... Who was the develop- the guy who directed District 9? Uh, Neil... Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. His new studio, Oats, I think they're called. Oats Studio, whatever they're called. Um, they've got a couple of behind-the-scenes things where a lot of their 3D stuff is in Unreal Engine as well because he's doing mm. like live camera tracking to like shoot stuff like you would shoot it normal film. Um, oh, right, sure. Yeah. And there's some really... The stuff they're doing with Unreal Engine is, is incredible as well. So it's well worth having a look at. Um, cool. So yeah, other uses of video game tech leaking out into the world, um, which is always fun to see. Um, I don't have anything else. Have you got anything? anything? Uh, not that I can think of, no. Cool. Um, so next couple of weeks, what's what's happening? Um, Spider-Man, obviously, is going to be a big yeah, thing. I'm going to keep playing Spider-Man. Um, I am, since I can't, since all of the games I want to play have either been bad or slightly disappointing for me. Um, You're still playing Destiny and that's a bad game. Oh, well, yes, okay, (laughs) sure. I mean, I'll be playing Destiny for sure. Um, I want to get back into... um, Just because I saw this on my my Steam list and I realised I hadn't actually touched it. Um, Do you remember Halcyon 6? We did a video for it. Mm, Yeah, that was the... Is that the 
crew game, like where you run a ship. Yeah. Yes, it's kind of like, but again, like kind of turn-based battles, but yeah, um, pixely in space and and with a kind of cool sense of humor. Um, the updated version of that, the late speed edition of that came out and I got it for free because I bought the original so I want to get back into that because I didn't put enough time into that game, that game is really cool and I didn't get a chance to play a lot of it so since there's nothing else really apart from Destiny I'm putting some time into that um, that as well, I'm seeing what else is coming out soon I think we're kind of in I mean it's it's starting, like this is the games are the games it, are arriving now it's, it's picking up a little bit more although the next couple of weeks are a bit dry I think. yeah it does seem like it, I think there's some Switch stuff coming soon, I think. The um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy? <laughs> no. Um, oh, right, yeah, Valkyria 4. That's what it is. Valkyria ah, 4. Ah, right, sure. End of September. Um, that's I'm going gonna, gonna to continue uh, playing Danganronpa so I can play 3 and sure. see why everybody goes mental for it. Um, I, then got, also got, I then also got told, oh, see now that you've played Danganronpa 3 and liked it, you should play this other visual novel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're just, right. Okay. You're just now official, officially our visual novel editor. That you can uh, yeah, I get Only ones that are like actually interested and it's so, not like, all just anime people interacting with each yep, other. Like, I think so. Um, so, yeah, so I think the next, the next one's that fucking... What's it called? What was the one that... You remember the one that Patrick Klepek played when he was at Giant Bomb? Oh, um... The VLR stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. Nine 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 was the original. That's all apparently on Steam now. And my oh, mate was it? like, "Yeah, if you if you oh. like Danganronpa, you should probably play that." And I was like, okay. "Oh, okay, I'll get to it after I've played Danganronpa three. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's um, going to happen at some point. So yeah, the next batch of games that are interested in me is Valkyria four is the twenty fifth, and uh, Life is Strange two is the twenty seventh. But we'll be doing oh, an episode. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll be doing an episode before then, anyway. Um, yeah. F F F F. Life is Strange 2 is just a video game version of Chronicle and the mouths are fixed. I might be into that. That sounds interesting to totally. me. I, but. That, um, like I said, um, Captain Strange made me very excited for what they're going to do in that game. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, GameMangerStart.com is the website where you can find all of our stuff. All of our um, videos, podcasts, and articles will be up there. We are on YouTube.com slash GameMangerStart. You can subscribe there and get notified when we put new stuff up. If the YouTube algorithm actually works the way it's intended to. Like, it doesn't work for me at all anymore, but fuck it. Oh, subscription boxes are fucked at this point. It's so bad. It really is. Um, if you really if you really care, then all the people talk about you need to enable the vote notifications thing. So yeah. you... Do that if you want to. Yep. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Facebook and Twitter, if you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. If you want to get in touch, go check out the new site. It's working and it hasn't broken yet. It's a, so I'm happy. It's a website. It sure a website. is a website. Um, so yeah, enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.